0: Welcome back to Functional Spirituality. This is part two of the episode What is a Consecration Practice? So if you haven't listened to the first part, go back and listen to that one now. I'm your host, Ava Rani, and I'm so delighted to share um, more information about this practice. It's something that I use daily and has over the years developed more and more and more and has become a hugely powerful tool for how I integrate spirituality into my daily life, Um, not just to cushion the stress of daily life, but actually to take my spiritual practice deeper as well. So consecration is a really subtle and really abstract practice. It's a practice of surrender in and about your daily lived circumstances. So it's not a technique or a practice that you can really see or evaluate from the outside. It's, a, it's very much to do with the inner space and with subtle ingredients that um, they definitely, you can work them in a sequence, but overall, those subtle ingredients should give us um, a certain result. And the result is a sense of surrender, emptiness, relaxation, and a removal of all the um, residues and sticky, uncomfortable feelings that we get about our lives and our lived experience. So as we act in our daily life, there are some residues and worries that come from our attachment or from our belief in the personal aspects of our experience. So something called personal doership, where we believe that what we are is a person who is responsible for the actions in our life. But remember, according to the teaching of Krishna, what we and the other, the main teaching that we are speaking about on functional spirituality is that what we really are is all that is experiencing itself as an individual and if all we believe ourselves to be is the person and we act in the world as only the person from only the surface of our being from only the body and the personal aspects and we don't have a connection to this infinite timeless self that we are in our essence then there is um a contradiction and Um, a fragmentation, a separation from not living the whole of our life and not being connected to the wholeness of our being. And consecration can be practiced in both formal and informal ways. So we start with with everything, we, we start to refine our formal practice. And this is where it's, you know, you can maybe see it a little bit from the outside. Um, So the formal practice of consecration, we can practice different techniques in a sequence, and we try our best with each of the parts of the technique, and we try to refine the technical parts of the practice, and we might follow instructions. Um, You might follow, I'm going to record an episode next of just a guided practice of it. So this would be a formal practice. You might take a comfortable seat, you might close your eyes, and then you'll practice the technical parts in sequence. The informal practice is cultivating moments of surrender in daily life. And what remember what we're trying to do is we're trying to totally empty ourselves of the personal aspects of personal doership. And Roger, who we've had on the podcast earlier, our beautiful friend Roger, who has this lovely teaching that he gives, um, the teaching that he puts forward, it says that, the personal aspects of of action, Um, they bring about five main attitudes or five main um, uncomfortable feelings with life. And those are guilt. So if we believe that we are the doer, a person is the doer, not all of life working together, but we individually are the doer, then and others as well are the doer So basically people, ourselves and others, are responsible entirely for their actions and it's not a deeper sense of life that's guiding us. If we believe that, then we'll be subject to guilt from ourselves, blame for the other, pride when we feel good about the way that we've acted but we're also um, scared about that pride going away, worry and anxiety, and expectation and attachment to outcomes. And Roger says that all uncomfortable feelings with life can be um, categorized within those five different attitudes or results from believing that I'm the doer and you're the doer. And a consecration practice is a way of a subtle recognition that we are not the actor. The person, the name Ava and this body and this mind is not the author of the actions, but something much deeper and this um, stillness and being and life and existence and awareness, the universal aspects of ourself are actually the author and not ourself. So it's a way of deepening our connection to that universal aspect of ourself but it's also a way of emptying out the person of any of those guilt, blame, pride, worry, and anxiety, expectation, and attachment to outcome. It's a way of emptying ourselves of those hindrances and allowing ourselves to act in the world without all of the baggage or all of the karma that accumulates when we believe we are the one that is responsible. So it's a, it's a huge topic and something to probably unpack um, you know, in retreats and in our teacher training courses, it's, it's almost a two-hour um, topic to really break down all of the nuances of this type of teaching. But in our practice of consecration, it's, it's actually quite simple. It's a, it's a small practice. So the way that we would do it, um, my recommendation for the formal practice is to find a seat, close the eyes, and we're going to do a small meditation in order to practice this technique. And because it's so abstract, it's about surrender of the personal doership to the universal self, it's quite abstract and subtle. I actually like to use my hands in prayer um, as a way of using my body to kind of ground into the practice as quickly as possible. So we would start, and, and in the guided version um, that I'll record next, will we'll actually I'll guide you through the practice. But this is just me explaining it now. So starting with hands in prayer, and it's an opportunity to just drop into your meditation, to breathe into the heart space, to turn the gaze inward, exactly as you would drop into your meditation. Maybe you need a little guided meditation first to come inward, closing the eyes, centering in the heart space. And one of my favorite um, practices of doing this technique is to actually... Also, not just open up the heart, but also open up the crown of the head. So really feel a, a descent of energy through the crown into the heart. So we're really opening up to this sense of void and stillness and in some ways a higher self and a higher power, um, as well as the heart space and the center of our being. So you're connecting as much as possible right from the beginning, this intention of connecting to the deepest truth of your being and the deepest stillness of your being, breathing through the heart, opening the crown. And once you feel centered there, as soon as you touch into that that deep existential being, the stillness of the heart from that place, then we acknowledge this this depth of our being and this truth. And we acknowledge that this depth is the true author of the actions and you might there might be something particular maybe you're about to do something that's really nerve-wracking or maybe there's something that's causing you a lot of distress then you acknowledge that it's not your person that put those circumstances in place but that the real author the real author is that divine consciousness and it may not even be in words it may just be that deep recognition of the stillness inside and then alternating the awareness of the different personal parts of your experience that you want to surrender. So you stay connected to this depth of the heart, and you allow the awareness of these different aspects that habitually and unconsciously you took yourself to be the author of them, but in this moment you're just surrendering. So... You're breathing into the heart and connecting to this stillness, and then you're also alternating your awareness back out into the objects of the experience that you have been taking as personal experiences and offering them all to this consciousness. There may be some words that you use that can be helpful. A little prayer here can be really powerful. So something like saying, um, I allow myself to be a vessel for the divine will, or I surrender the fruits and the actions of blah, 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 or this certain event to this truth, or a recognition that I am Shiva, or Shiva is the universal author behind all these actions. And in this way, we're actually infusing our actions or infusing that part of our lives with the sacredness. So it's infused with that sense of truth, and there's a sense of that Personal stress of the situation dissolving. And it's only going to dissolve in that moment. Again, it's a direct path. So it, it's something that we do need to refresh, um, either in a formal setting or in an informal way, continuing to surrender and to relax. And one of my favorite things is that in this consecration pr- process, so the hands are pressed together, we're connecting to the heart, we're connecting to the crown. We're offering these different actions and personal senses of doership about our life. We're offering them to the stillness, and we might be saying something that resonates. Um, I'll give some examples in the guided practice shortly, but one of my favorite things to do is to, um, so you can say to yourself, I surrender my entire being, and say that like a mantra almost, just to drop into the sense of what it's like to surrender all of the personal attachment to the outcome, all the parts of yourself and the parts of the actions that you're taking that are a struggle, that are based in worry, that are based in pride, that are based in guilt, that are based in blame, that are based in worry and anxiety, or are based in expectation and attachment to outcome. That is one, and worry and anxiety is one as well. So you're just surrendering all of those parts of yourself that are personal and that can actually be emptied with you still being able to take action. So we're not surrendering the activity, but we're surrendering the personal aspects of how we relate to that activity. And this is definitely a very abstract topic. Um, The practice is also really abstract, but it's something that I started with you know, 10 years ago, when I first went to a gama, there was a lot of an emphasis on the Bhagavad Gita, and the consecration practice. Consecration literally means to make sacred and somehow turning our, our daily lived experience into a practice of recognition of the sacredness of life. And we used to practice a, a lot. So we would consecrate before every single meal, before every single meditation, before every single other action that we would take there was this strong emphasis on consecration and I swear I had no idea what I was doing for years you know it took a lot of refinement of these inner ingredients which I've just explained and so if this was really abstract have a listen over a few more times um, and hopefully I can get into recording another podcast a little bit more about this personal doership and and karma yoga in general but this was just supposed to be a short explanation about consecration practices. So next, I'm going to record for you a guided version of this, incorporating the elements, um, and most important would be to really balance the practicing of the technique with the listening to the theory behind it, and definitely let me know how you go with it all. Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Functional Spirituality. If you'd like access to more free training, please search Functional Spirituality on Facebook, join the free group, and that's where I'll be offering another free meditation workshop coming soon.